Welcome back to another episode of Life is Full of Daisies, where we talk all things life and becoming the best versions of ourselves. I'm Daisy Ayala, and on today's episode, we are joined by Yannette Borrego Crawford, a mindset and clarity coach. Y'all, she has a beautiful story. Beautiful human, and she recently got married, so that's why we added that the new last name. She is helping coach her clients in gaining clarity, direction, mastering their mindset, and live their purpose. She's got such an amazing journey and story that I had to share it with you all because she is a perfect example of how it's never too late to rewrite your own story, no matter where you're at in life. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Daisy. Oh my God. Thank you for that introduction. I was listening at you and I'm like, Daisy, I love you. <laughs> I think hey, I, I was like, I got this, some of it from your, like your website, your about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your- I just get excited. <laughs> honestly, I love what you're doing for people. I love your podcast. I love the purpose and the intention you put into things. So when I hear you talk or I experience your presence, I just get really fired up. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, touche, my friend. You're the same way. Like you have this energy about you. And I think that's probably why we gravitated towards each other. Yes, we did. We have a, we have similar stories too, right? I think similar backgrounds. So I, I just really appreciate being here. So thank you for this opportunity, Daisy. No, thanks. Thanks for coming on because mindset, everyone knows on my podcast, I'm all about just changing that mindset because yes, it that's definitely, it. yeah, it changes the way you look at life in general. I love it. I'm actually reading this book, Daisy. It's called Chillpreneur, which funny enough, even before starting this recording, we were talking about how we can be so attached to the outcome sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I need to read the other perspective. You know, how can I be myself, authentic, and at the same time, surrender an act that we are all going through, right? To be honest mm-hmm. with you. And I was going to Amazon because I was going to purchase this book and she had a quote that caught my attention because this is something that I'm saying over and over, but I loved how she phrased it. Mm -hmm. She was like, you can Google anything and find that information. You can find strategies, you can find techniques, you can do anything. The only thing you cannot find in Google is your mindset. So investing in your mindset and mastering that mindset, y'all, That's what's important because whenever you have that mindset, you can figure out anything in your life. Would you agree, Daisy? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, in this whole entrepreneur, you know, journey of mine, there's many days where I have self-doubt and I start like, you know, nitpicking and then I have to like literally check myself and or I'll see some posts or, you know, the universe sends you the messages that you need at the right time. And then I'm like, wait a minute. It's just a minor setback. It's okay. Like, just let it go. You can prepare as much as you can, but you got to let it go because you can't oh, control let it. Go, it. My friend. I love it. Let go of control. And that is so important because sometimes we have an expectation of how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. And that expectation may be small-minded. Maybe the universe has something bigger for you. But because you're obsessed with that, you're not allowing that space for the universe to create and co-create for you too. So I always try to remind myself, trade expectations for hope because hope is so much bigger than just expectation you have for yourself. Does that make sense? That is true. But okay, 
Yeah, but since we're already on that topic, we, I mean, we're starting hot, y'all. We're just throwing it out. I know, we are like excited. <laughs> so because you just said that, like how can – or what is something that someone can do if they are – in a sense, trying to control too much? How do they let go of these expectations? Yeah, I love it. Honestly, Daisy, and I was thinking this as we were talking and I grabbed my coffee, a -hmm. lot of these expectations come from comparison because Mm -hmm. I've been in situations where I'm like, man, I killed it. And then I go to Instagram and this person is announcing that she had a five years contract for a year. And I'm like, man, I, I, I haven't, I haven't killed it yet. So I think letting go of that comparison and knowing that your journey is different than other person, your gifts are different than other person, your uniqueness, your story, and just Mm -hmm. tuning into your own input. I feel even when we wake up every morning, Daisy, we check the phone. So we allow everyone's inputs to come even before us setting that intention for the day, even before us tuning into, hey, what's important for Daisy today? What is the result that I want to drive for today? Whatever everyone else is doing, it doesn't matter. So Mm -hmm. I think I'm a big fan of meditation and I'm sure several guests in your podcast have said the same. I think meditation and just allowing that space to tune into your own input. What does Daisy want? What does Daisy want at the end of the day? I think starting the day that way allows you to detach more from the outcome, to show up in your best way and to let go of control. And also knowing, Daisy, that this is a lifelong process. Sometimes we want to go from zero to a hundred. I want to let go of control. I meditated today. And then tomorrow we are like, why I haven't let go of control? <laughs> you know, It is a process and every single day you're going to get better. And sometimes it may not be noticeable at a big scale, but you got to have the hope that as long as you're showing up and as long as you're taking action, things are happening within you. Sometimes we may not see it because it's so small, but I promise it's there, it's happening. So I think how you let go of control is just learning even more how to tune into your own input and trust yourself, have hope (laughs) in the process. That's all very well said. And I mean, it's hard to do though sometimes. I'm like- It's hard. It's not- easy daisy and it is something that every day you gotta show up with intention and remind yourself if it was a one-day thing lord we would all be where we want to (laughs) be right everyone would everyone would do it (laughs) yeah easy Mm -hmm. i love the vulnerability of you saying hey i experience self-doubt you know in this entrepreneurial journey because i feel we need more of those stories for people Mm -hmm. to feel encouraged to dream we need more stories of people not being afraid to start small or honestly if we are afraid because fear is going to be there my friend doing it anyways I think we need more of that vulnerability and I love that your podcast really is a great reflection of that well thank you which you just reminded me it's like my therapist has talked to me about being more vulnerable like yeah I love it you're doing it in my dating relationship, it's funny because on this podcast or with like other women or just other people that, you know, I'm sharing this journey with, I can be very vulnerable. But when it comes to like a relationship and dating, I shut off. Like, I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm working on it. We're getting better. Yeah, I love it. 
But yeah, no, I mean, one of the missions I wanted to always be very real and just show you what it's go- what's happening because one win, which I'll share that recently happened is like I've been holding on to like something that's been happening to me personally and I've held on and held on and my therapist kept saying you need to release it, meaning I needed to write write a letter, you know. Literally the day, it was six months to the day I finally decided I'm done with this situation. I'm I'm done with this person. I need to move on. I wrote the letter, let it all out. And literally the next day, it's amazing how this universe works. I got this amazing opportunity that's going to help with my business. And I've been working on this company for like months now and I hadn't heard anything. And then finally, like as soon as I released that, all of a sudden, this all these positive and all this good. And it's like, that's a reminder that holding on to also negative and toxic things that don't serve us any good is also holding us back. I love that because, I mean, you're not creating space for the new to come. And honestly, you're not even focused on the new. You're focused on that situation that you're going through and every, you're consumed by that. I love the concept of focus, Daisy, because there is a lot going on always around us. Like there are opportunities, there are limitations, but what we focus on, we end up experiencing it doesn't matter if the opportunity is right in front of you. If you're focusing on like, oh my God, I'm not there yet. Like, I'm not there yet. Guess what? You're gonna, you're not gonna be there yet, right? Because mm-hmm. our internal world defines the perception of our external world. So it's a great feedback mechanism. What you experience yeah. externally, it's giving you actually information of what's going on inside you. So I, I love that you shared that. Because that's a great example of that. Yeah. So I, was, I wanted to throw that in there because it's just like, you got to let go. It doesn't matter. Like if you, you want to let go and honestly being vulnerable is something that I'm working on. Like I, I always tell to myself, I would hate to someone looking at my Instagram page or someone listening at my podcast and think that I have everything figured out. I mean, I would hate that because I think even if I'm a mindset coach, I'm still working on my mindset. You know, like I think no one has gotten there yet because that's what life is about. Life is about having this compelling future that you're always walking towards. And whenever you get there, you move it even farther, right? Because that's what growth is about, is continuing to move in that direction. Yeah. That is so true. It is. It is. But... (laughs) We can keep talking about this, y'all, which we yes. will come right back to it because we're, she, you know, Yannette's going to share her story with us. I mean, you'll, you'll see all of that. But I want the listeners to kind of hear a little bit about like your background, um, a little bit about you and just kind of like your journey to this point. I love it. I love it. So I was born in Cuba, even though my accent is Puerto Rican, <laughs> if you notice. But anyways, like when I go to Cuba, they're like, yeah, your accent is Puerto Rican. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I don't belong anywhere. And I belong everywhere at the same time. But I was born in Cuba. And then when I was nine years old, we moved to Mexico City. I don't know if your listeners know, but Cuba is a communist country. So it's very constrained in terms of you leaving that country. By the way, you cannot leave Cuba to live in another country. That's not even allowed, right? Because basically the government owns you. And when I was nine years old, we were able to leave Cuba because my stepfather at that moment, he had an assignment to work for the Cuban government in Mexico. So that was why we were able to leave. And 
it was my mom, my stepfather, and myself. So we left Cuba. At, I was nine years old. And we were supposed to just be in Mexico for three years. After three years, we were supposed to go back because, again, you cannot leave Cuba. You have to always come back. And the three years came, Daisy, and I was 12 years old. My mom one day pulls me to the side. And it was literally a week before we were supposed to go back to Cuba. She pulls me to a side and she tells me, Janet, we are not going back, but you cannot tell your friends. You, ca we, you cannot tell our family in Cuba. You cannot tell your stepfather, by the way, who lives with us. And the thing they see, they were having a very rocky relationship. He had cheated on her a couple of times. And when I look at my mom's life, she has prioritized my future in her life above everything else. And I just love moms because they have this selfless love of mm -hmm. like, I'm going to give everything and anything for my kids. And I think that's also the immigrant story of our parents sacrificing everything for us to get the opportunity to have freedom and to be able to be where we are and to be able to choose what we are going to do. Because in Cuba, you don't have that freedom. And anyways, I was 12 years old. She told me, and I remember that night, my friends in Mexico were throwing me a surprise party <laughs> because I was leaving to Cuba. And I'm like, okay, I cannot tell them. I cannot tell them. So I go to a surprise party and I just act like we are leaving to go to Cuba next week, y'all. And anyways, they threw me the surprise party. They give me all these like teddy bears and cards. And when I get back home, my mom tells me, Janet, we cannot take any of these with us. We can just take one bag each. So We need to put this in the trash. I mean, that's just a vivid memory I have in my mind as a child. I didn't think about it back then. I was just doing it. I'm like, I trust my mom. Let's put this in the trash. You know, I didn't cry or anything. But thinking back, I'm like, wow, that's pretty intense. Um, so, yeah, the day arrived where we were going back to Cuba and my stepfather goes to his work per usual, like at 4 a.m., And we had someone waiting for us downstairs to take us to Nuevo Leon, Mexico, because we ended up hiding there for six months until we got the perfect opportunity to cross the border and ask for political asylum in Laredo, Texas. <sighs> so anyways, my mom just with me because I'm an only child. Can you imagine now yeah. that I'm an adult? I cannot imagine the stress that she was feeling of just hiding and waiting for the perfect opportunity. And anyways, we went to Laredo, Texas. We asked for political asylum. And I'm fast forwarding this like five times, of course. After that, Daisy, we moved to Puerto Rico because my mom had an uncle to put in Puerto Rico. And I continued my education there. I went to school, did chemical engineering. That's what I studied. And after that, I'm doing a couple of internships in the oil and gas industry in Houston, Texas, and Minnesota and Illinois. I decided to work for ExxonMobil, which was my first corporate job. Mm -hmm. And as I started working as a process engineer, I realized that that was not it for me. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I look back, Daisy, and I was like, oh, my God. I spent five years and a half of internship studies to get to where I am, to get my six figures, you know, salary, having 23 years old, to be able to support my family, the American dream, right? I had just achieved it. Or at least what I thought the American dream was, like what yeah. success was all about, that money and having a prestigious job with a prestigious company. And I looked back, Daisy, and I realized that was not what was fulfilling me at the moment. I looked around me and I was like, man, this is how I feel. I wonder how other people feel. Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel the same, but few did something about it. <laughs> Everyone really? was like complaining and doing all this, but no one was actually taking the action to get out of there, move forward and rewrite their story, right? Yeah. And at that point, it was a decisive point. I was like, okay, I got to do something about it. There was a moment in my life, in that stage of my life, that triggered the decision to accelerate everything. I was so stressed in my process engineering job. I was working 12-hour shifts, like 13 days straight, and you would get the 14th off. So every two weeks, you would have one day off. And your salary wasn't better. You didn't get a bonus. It was part of being an engineer in that refinery. Can you believe that? Like, So it's crazy. funny because I know a lot of people that used to work in Exxon or, you know, and even when I started my dental hygiene career, a lot of patients worked there or they were all my age and we all, you know, we were all starting a career. But I always wonder, like, y'all have so much more stress. You are put on more responsibilities. Because I've had a friend, a closer friend of mine, who has cha- switched careers, jobs, and he's yeah. a, chem- I think he's a chemical engineer. And but he hate he hated it. And I just remember him talking <laughs> vividly about how much he hated it. But he would just kind of redirected it. But I don't know. Yeah. He's actually finding his purpose. He's just like finding a different job. Yeah, I love it. I think as long as you experiment and see what you like, what you connect to. And and I was climbing up 100 feet towers. I mean, there was a lot of physical labor too, because as an engineer, you need to inspect the reactor inside. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm not built for this. Yeah. I mean, let me be honest. There are some people that love it. That wasn't me. The stress is so high. You get called like at 2 a.m. There was an environmental incident. There are a lot of things at play. And I remember Daisy, oh my God, one day I was taking my mom to the grocery store because she lives with me. And I was so stressed because I was supposed to be in my computer at that time because the reactor was getting hot enough to introduce the feed, all of these things. And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And for the first time of my life, I had a panic attack. I mean, I thought I was going to die. Like my left arm completely numb. And I had this pressure on the chest. And my mom was afraid to drive. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die driving. Great. So I went to the emergency like room with my mom. And I remember as I was driving there, I was thinking, wow, is this it? Is this how my life is going to end without having fulfilled what I believe I'm here to do at the end of the day? And that was just an enlightening process. That day, the next day I showed up at work and I'm like, I'm leaving the company. And anyways, they were like, don't leave, stay. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay, but I need to leave this department as soon as possible. I don't want to be in the refinery. And 
I started to do the homework for myself. I'm like, I'm going to search all the departments within that company and I'm going to understand what do I connect to. And I literally found the supervisor's name. I gave the supervisor's name to my supervisor and I was like, please talk to this person. Like I was the one doing the legwork, right? And it was supply chain. I'm like, oh my God, contractors. And I get to interact with people and negotiate. Like, I love it. I love it. I don't know anything about it, but I connected to it. But here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing about rewriting your story. Often we think we cannot learn something new. Often we think we cannot reinvent ourselves. We can. Like, I remember getting into supply chain. I didn't know SAP. I hadn't negotiated anything. I didn't know suppliers. I was able to do so much better in terms of salary, in terms of performance in supply chain, because I loved it than the people who stayed back in refining, doing what they didn't like at all. And there is an interesting learning in this story, Daisy, because Mm -hmm. when I was leaving the refinery, people were like, how can you go from engineering to supply chain? That's like, you know, kind of like a step down. You're not going to be paid as much. But because I loved interacting with people and I did so much better, I ended up earning more than those who were telling me. Like sometimes people think it's all about the money. When you align with your purpose and you start showing up in ways that you're passionate about and you love it, it's going to work out for you to get to a place where you're earning a lot more than what you used to learn in a job you just tolerated. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's counterintuitive because people think short term, but yeah. when you look at the long term, you're going to realize that if you love something, you're going to do it so much better. You're going to stretch. You're going to push the boundaries of what you know. And that's what I did. I mean, I learned SAP. I negotiated. I climbed up the ladder really quickly um, in four years. After four years, I'm like, I'm getting this gut feeling. Like, I, I need to do, I need to align even more. And something that I haven't said yet, during all those years in corporate, I was certifying myself as a coach back in 2015. I was certifying myself in neurolinguistic programming back in 2017. I was like certifying myself in the John Maxwell team. You know, I was doing all these trainings. I would take all the 10 days of my vacation, not to go to the beach, not to go to anywhere, to go to trainings. And people would be like, is that vacation? And I'm like, for me, it is. I love it. (laughs) I love learning. I love like meeting like-minded people. When you want to rewrite your story and you want to let go of the past, you got to start surrounding yourself with the people that are in that environment already, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I went to a Tony Robbins event back in 2014, Unleash the Power Within. Do you know Tony Robbins? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love him dearly. And I went, Daisy, and I'm like, man, maybe I can take someone with me. And I was texting a couple of people and they're like, Okay, four days vacation to do what? To be 12 hours in a room learning? Uh, No. And I'm like, damn it, really? Like no one is seeing it. No one is seeing this opportunity. And I decided I'm going to go by myself. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. if no one sees it, I'm going to see it for myself. And I'm going to just show up and learn and meet people. 
And that's how it started, Daisy, with Tony Robbins. And I kept certifying. I started from XMO. I moved to consulting with Accenture, which I loved. It was great. Accenture is a great company. And inside of me, I still that had voice. I had that voice that kept getting louder and louder. Like, hey, coaching, it is for you. That's what you're passionate about. You're passionate about helping people. And I started my side coaching business with paid clients while working for Accenture, right? Mm -hmm. So during the background of all my corporate years, I was just investing in myself, building my career in the last 10 years, right? People just see Janet transitioning from corporate to full-time entrepreneurship last year. What they don't realize is that I've been certifying myself. I've been working with clients since like literally 10, nine years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And that's part of telling our story and rewriting it. Victories are going to be private first and then then public, you know? Mm -hmm. Public victories are preceded by private victories. And that's something that we also need to be comfortable with. So anyways, just to fast forward, I know I've been talking a lot. Oh, so no, I transitioned from my nine years corporate career last year to full-time entrepreneurship. So in April was one year. Cannot believe it. And something interesting that happened, Daisy, is that mm -hmm. when I told Accenture, they were like, no, no, wait, like, why you don't take a one-year leave of absence to work on your business? Unpaid, of course, no benefits, unpaid, but you have the job security if you want to come back. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that was possible. And I'm sharing this because maybe there is someone listening at this podcast and they haven't thought of that potential option with their company. Not all companies offer it, but sometimes yeah. we need to ask what we need. And... I took the one-year leave of absence. Again, I was full-time entrepreneurship, full-on, no benefits, no pay, no nothing. And I was very transparent with them as I was going through the way. I'm like, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. This is the time. I'm not coming back. And officially on April of this year, I actually, you know, quit fully. And I remember before making that full decision, I was freaking out, Daisy. I'm like, <gasps> okay. I can go back to my comfortable six-figure corporate job that yeah. I was great at, that I love the people, or I can pursue my dream and do what I truly am passionate about. Oof, that was one of the hardest decisions because if I was going to go back to my corporate job it was because of fear of not being able to be good enough to make it in my business. I stayed, you know, like... I'm not good enough. Like, what if I go back to the comfort zone and just stay there like six figures, like consistently, let's go. But I had to ask this question in my mind. What am I doing? Am I doing this because I'm afraid or am I doing this because out of love, because it's something that I truly love and something that I connect to. Mm -hmm. And every decision that I make, I have to ask this question to myself. Is this out of fear or out of love? And I just knew, I just knew I needed to let go of my amazing corporate opportunity and continue building something that I truly am passionate about to help mm -hmm. people do the same, to help people pursue their dreams and find their purpose. That's what I'm here for in this earth, <laughs> in this life. No, that's amazing. I mean, <laughs> it, it takes courage and it definitely takes guts to like leave that comfort because 
you know, anyone that grew up an immigrant, you totally understand like that pressure that your parents put on you about, you know, making these, this, all this money. It's always about money and power. Money, and it's money, just money. like, okay, <laughs> you have the money, you have the money, but are you really happy? And at the end of the day, I think because we're immigrants and we, we had these opportunities, it's our job to one redefine how we decide to rebuild our own life. Like we had the opportunities, we have the capability to go back to that comfortable job. Or what if, you know, with coaching and changing other people's lives, I just truly feel what I'm trying to say with all of this before I go off on a tangent is that when you truly love what you're doing and you don't worry necessarily about the money, the money will come. But what will drive you is the purpose of knowing that you are helping other people and that you truly love what you're doing. The money is going to come eventually. Like you're probably going to, you know, outmake whatever you made in, you know, corporate America. You truly will. I think there is this limiting belief that a lot of, I mean, I used to have it too, Daisy, of I cannot make money doing what I love. Like those are two different things and we cannot get both at the same time. It's just impossible. And something that has helped me a lot overcome that is one, letting go of it at the unconscious level. Um, I actually have techniques to do all of these. And that's what I do with my coaching clients. It's called like NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm -hmm. Letting go of it is the first piece. And the second one is creating a compelling future that truly, truly moves you into that direction that you're passionate about. Daisy, in the worst days of our lives, the only hope we have is the hope of a better tomorrow. So having that compelling future, it's, what you need to continue moving into that direction, having that purpose, that intention, that hope, so important. And the next one is to take action, right? Based on that compelling future, what is the one thing you need to do right now to get the highest return on that investment of time, right? And just go. And you'll be comparing yourself and you'll probably have to let go of some friendships or coworkers. And that's totally okay because you're evolving into what you're truly passionate about. That's part of the process. Like when I was in corporate, I was surrounded by corporate people. That's natural. Now that I'm in entrepreneurship, I connect still with a lot of those corporate people, but it's not the same. Now I'm looking to connect with more entrepreneurs. That's, that's the beauty of that process, right? That is true. Have you also, because I'm learning in this journey as well, that, and I've come to that realization that you can't transform into your new version without letting go of some of the old relationships. Oh my God. And that's hard because you love these people, but it's like they aren't on the same path and they're kind of bringing you down in a sense because I've had one person in my life that I love dearly, but I, now that I've distanced myself from them, I realized that they constantly were pulling me down and giving me and feeding that self-doubt of not being able to make it or not being able to do things. And now that I've kind of started to let go, it's like, no, I'm afraid. Trust me. I have that fear in me like, oh, this isn't going to work, but I still will do it. I'm stubborn enough where I'm like, no, I'm still going to try because all I can do is try and give it my best and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I believe in you. And I know you're going to do it, Daisy. The the thing with fear, I want to talk a little bit about fear because Mm -hmm. people sometimes expect to be fearless. I think fearless is very unrealistic. Fear is going to be there. 
whenever you're stretching your boundaries of your identity, of who you think you are at the deepest level within you, fear is going to be there because there is uncertainty. There is self-doubt. Something that has helped me greatly is to learn how to expect that fear, to learn to expect self-doubt. Every time I'm doing something different, I'm like, hey, fear, I knew you were going to be here and that's totally okay. (laughs) That means I'm moving in the right direction. That's it. That's the only thing that means. Discomfort, yes, is going to be there. But you know what? That's a clear sign that I'm stretching and I'm growing. I call it also emotional soreness. You know, when you go to the gym and you exercise and you lift weights The next day you're like, man, I'm sore. That means I worked out great. It feels uncomfortable, but I'm proud of what I did. Yeah. It it is the same thing in our mind, mentally and emotionally. Whenever you are stretching yourself, that fear, that self-doubt, it means that you're doing the workout that you need to be doing. It's that emotional soreness, mental soreness. That is true. I never thought about it. (laughs) I need to start saying emotional (laughs) soreness. Yeah, yes, I'm doing the work, the mental and emotional workout. That's it. Fear That's a lot of work. So much work. <laughs> fear and self-doubt, those are your workout partners. I mean, just see it like that because they are going to be there. What's important is that you're not stopped by it. You are not like, mm, see, it wasn't meant to be. I'm not supposed to be here. That is your spiritual bypassing. Like the fact that there is fear doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be or do that. It means that you're actually supposed to be there and do that. It's the total opposite of what people sometimes think. (laughs) I feel like fear is just like, that's when you know you're really testing the boundaries of like your old self versus like what you're trying to get to. And that's how I know I'm on the right path. If there's a little bit of fear in there, then you're like, okay, this is the right thing because I'm afraid to do it. If I'm too comfortable, then I'm like, wait a minute, this seems too easy. Yes, yes, yes. I I totally agree, Daisy. I think that's beautiful. Y'all, this wraps up this week's episode of Life is Full of Daisies. This is part one. Cannot wait to share part two next week with y'all as we continue our even deeper conversation with Yannette because y'all does she not have the best energy like when you are around her you instantly feel like you are on another level you instantly feel that that vibration like leveling up a little bit I don't know if y'all felt that that's what I felt um you know when I actually interviewed her when I met her in person um even just hearing this uh editing this episode it it was it's like you are automatically put into a different almost like level of thinking which that's what I want to challenge y'all with is a lot of times we get into our own heads and we get into our own struggles that we forget that it's all about that mindset and I you know I'm extremely excited to be able to share that with y'all because even with me I'm going through my own journey it's been hard especially lately to get out of my head because there's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of me resisting being vulnerable with people. And it's realizing those things and actually actively working on it. But being able to share how we have to, yes, we're all going to have bad days. And yes, we're all going to have certain struggles and adversities. But it's about the mindset that you put behind it. And honestly, some days it's amazing how the universe or God 
responds to that and gives you the right thing that you needed to hear and the right type of advice that you needed to hear and Yannette just keeps bringing that and you know she brought it in this episode and she's going to continue to bring it on next week's episode so don't forget to tune in in the meantime you can just re-listen to this to get pumped up and just get re-energized in doing what you want to do and and I hope that this episode encourages you to follow your dreams to follow your passions and not think that there's no way to make your hobby and passions something that you are able to get paid for and do so many things with. If you have a talent, follow it through. It doesn't matter who's saying no. If you deep down know that you have a skill and talent and that is what you're meant to be doing, then it's only, it's going to be up to you to make that happen. No one else is going to make it happen. Everyone else is going to have an opinion, but no one else is going to be able to make the things that you want in your life happen. So I encourage you and I challenge you for this week to take one step to do one thing in pursuit of your passion, whatever that may be. If it means you yourself want to start a podcast, then start a podcast. Start figuring out titles. Start figuring out, you know, what kind of podcast it would be. Reach out to someone that is also a podcaster that you look up to to get some advice. You'd be amazed at how many people are actually very open to mentoring you and helping you and guide you in that journey. If you want to be a content creator, an influencer, you know, the world, the sky's the limit, okay? It's very, I mean, at this point, we just don't want to say the galaxy's the limit because there's so much, which by the way, y'all, did y'all see the new images of the galaxy and the universe? Like, uh, breathtaking. If you haven't, you need to go. I posted it on my Instagram um, earlier in the week. But anyways, like the galaxy is the limit. There is no limit. It's ever going unless you hit a black hole. But I guess once you hit that black hole, you don't know what you're going into or maybe you do. Like, do you disappear? I don't really know a lot about black holes. But anyways, I digress. I want you to understand that you have the power to continue to follow your dreams. And whatever it is, no matter how crazy of an idea it is, follow it. Because I believe in you. But I want, most importantly, for you to believe in yourself. So, like I said, re-listen to this episode. Or go back and listen to other episodes on Mindset. Or go and listen to Yannette's episodes on her um, podcast. Which, again, she has her own podcast. I wanted to go ahead and share that. She does have her own podcast on clarity and purpose. Amazing episodes on all different things. You can find it on her Instagram. You can find the link on her bio. As well as you can just go and find her on any platform. She also has a YouTube channel that you can listen to those on. So I encourage you... If you really want to change the way you think and change, you know, and figure it all out, taking those steps to finding actually the, the, the right pieces of the puzzle to help you complete the whole image. So y'all, I can continue to chat on as Norma says, I can ramble, but let's not shamble. And, um, I just want to leave y'all with, with that little bit of inspiration and I cannot wait to share part two next week because it, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be another just a breath of fresh air and just a revitalizing type of episode so y'all stay tuned for that and y'all as always don't forget to follow us on instagram at life is full of daisies because that's where i put a lot more information i share a, a lot of my life on there and it's also where you can just message me or dm me and letting me know like any or you can email me too at hello daisy at gmail.com that is h-e-l-l-o-d-e-i-s-s-y at gmail.com and that is where if you want to give me feedback or if you think there's somebody out there that has an 
amazing story and it needs to be heard, then let me know because I would love to interview them and hear their story out as well. As don't forget to go on Spotify and Apple and subscribe because that is how you'll get the you'll be in the know. But I also, if you love what you're hearing and you love the content that we, I am bringing to you, giving us a five-star review or even leaving a review because those things help us create and continue to reach bigger audience. Also, if you leave a review, I will read your review and share it on my Instagram and read it on the next following episodes here on Life is Full of Daisies. So get on Apple or Spotify and write a review if you really love and enjoy what you're hearing. Because again, the positive things will one, help me know what we're doing right. And two, will help us continue to reach just a much bigger platform. And y'all, that's it for today. As always, if no one has told you today or lately, I want to remind you, you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. So go out there and do something amazing. And don't forget to be kind along the way, especially to yourself and do an act of kindness. Bye!